The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. You're listening to the VPM Daily Newscast, the recap of today's top stories in Central Virginia. From the VPM Newsroom in Richmond, I'm Benjamin Dolly. New legislation could return electrical rate-making power to state regulators. Patrick Larson with VPM News reports that the bill's patrons say it would help fight rising energy costs for Virginians. Virginia rate-making law leaves regulators at the State Corporation Commission without the power to adjust base rates. Southern Environmental Law Center attorney Will Cleveland said the legislature has taken too much of that power. Well, I think generally speaking, anytime the legislature mandates how the commission must rule in a certain case, that's bad policy. The Bipartisan Affordable Energy Act would return rate-making power to the commission. It would also require a, quote, just and reasonable base rate for customers, in theory, barring major utilities from earning more than their allowed profits. Regulators say Dominion Energy has overcharged customers hundreds of millions of dollars in the past five years. Dominion is supporting a different, more comprehensive law that would restore some rate-making power and would likely result in a higher profit rate for the company. Patrick Larson, VPM News. Four swastikas were spray-painted on a Waynesboro mural depicting a black father and daughter this past weekend. Artist Nils Westergaard painted the mural for the Waynesboro family YMCA. Damage is expected to be repaired by the end of this week, according to the News of Virginian. Westergaard, who's based in Richmond and Amsterdam, shared a list of paints he used with the nonprofit so the mural can be quickly restored. The Waynesboro Police Department says it's pursuing leads in the case. Virginia's politically divided legislature enters its session today deeply divided on issues like abortion and gun control. Ben Pavier with VPM News looks at some areas where lawmakers might find consensus. There's lots of reasons Virginia lawmakers won't make big waves this year. For one, all 140 seats in the General Assembly are up for re-election this November, and that tends to make legislators cautious. Greg Habib is a former GOP delegate and partner at Gentry Lock Law Firm. The conventional wisdom forming around this session is there is so much risk and so much uncertainty that the preference for most people is to do less rather than do more. This year, redistricting has added to the uncertainty since new maps threw incumbents into the same districts, pitting them against each other. And primary voters don't always reward bridge builders. Then there's the other election in 2024 and the chatter about whether Governor Glenn Youngkin will run for president. That is certainly the noise percolating around Richmond, and I don't think the governor's doing much to quash that noise. Democrats argue Youngkin's policies are geared toward getting attention on conservative media. Louise Lucas, the top Democrat in the state Senate, says Youngkin's proposals to restrict abortion past 15 weeks, for example, won't get past their majority in the chamber. We have a brick wall, as we call ourselves, on the Democratic side that's going to stand strong to make sure that we combat all of that bad stuff that takes away from the rights of people here in the Commonwealth of Virginia. Youngkin's proposed corporate tax cuts also face the Senate brick wall. House Republicans are just as unlikely to support Democratic proposals like gun restrictions or a minimum wage increase. So where can they find common ground? 
Well, there's Virginia's struggling mental health system. Last month, Youngkin called for injecting an extra $230 million into the system. Our jails, emergency rooms, and hospitals are filled with people in mental health or substance use crisis. Law enforcement's overwhelmed. Our teachers are burned out. Parents and families feel lost and alone. Too many Virginians are afraid. Youngkin has called for funding to create more teams of mental health professionals who can respond to crises before people end up in hospitals or jails. Democrats have so far been receptive. So is John Lindstrom, CEO of the Richmond Behavioral Health Authority. It would be one of the largest infusions that I've ever seen in the system in my career. I'm in my 26th year. Another area of potential bipartisan collaboration is housing. One state report found a shortage of at least 200,000 rental units across the Commonwealth. Brian Koziel heads the Virginia Housing Alliance. There's not a jurisdiction that uh, you know doesn't have a shortage of affordable housing. Youngkin wants to streamline regulations and incentivize localities to build more. A couple Democratic mayors, including Richmond's LeVar Stoney, are supportive but want more details. People are also waiting to see where the governor comes down on legal weed sales. Right now, marijuana is legal to grow and possess, but not to buy. Intoxicating hemp products like Delta 8 are widely available and mostly unregulated. Habib, who represents a coalition of cannabis companies, says Republicans see that as a problem. So the only thing worse to a lot of Republicans than marijuana legalization is marijuana legalization with no regulation, no testing, no licensure, no taxation. Habib says some Republicans are just waiting on the governor's blessing. Youngkin won't have a say in a handful of proposed amendments to Virginia's Constitution, which is the purview of lawmakers and voters. They include a plan to eliminate Virginia's currently toothless ban on same-sex marriage. The idea has some bipartisan support. The next six weeks will test whether Democrats and Republicans can overcome deep partisan divides and eke out some deals. Ben Pavier, VPM News. After launching an investigation into a Northern Virginia high school over allegations it delayed merit awards, Attorney General Jason Miaris is expanding his inquiry. The initial complaint claimed Asian American students had their national merit commendations delayed based on race. The award is for students with notable scores on the PSATs. The AG now will probe all of Fairfax County public schools after additional allegations of discrimination emerged, according to DCist. The school district blames the issue on human error and has launched an internal inquiry. Mayor LeVar Stoney wants Richmond's General Assembly delegation to work toward bringing, quote, a world-class resort casino to the city's south side. On Monday, he posted to social media a copy of his January 6th letter to regional lawmakers. It highlights Stoney's longstanding goal of a 2023 ballot referendum and says he will oppose legislation that prevents Richmond from holding that vote or establishing a resort. This has been the VPM Daily Newscast. Some of these stories may have changed since the newscast was recorded. You can stay connected to what matters by heading to vpm.org news or follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at MyVPM. VPM. I'm Speech Thomas from the hip-hop crew Arrested Development on the new VPM podcast, 
track change. I take you behind the walls of Richmond City Jail, where I help four men record an album and hear how they're trying to break free from a cycle of addiction and incarceration. Been so long since I've been free. Subscribe to Track Change in your podcast app.